Hello, everyone, and welcome into the second episode of the Bash and Wacker Football Podcast. I am proud to announce that this podcast is now available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. You can follow me at my house if you want to. I don't mind as long as you're quiet. His father minds. His father minds, though. That's me. Um, today, I am joined by my father. And, Dad, did you know that you are joining us on the historic 19th day anniversary of the Bash and Wacker Football Podcast? I did not know that. All right. Well, on this historic day, we are going to look at the draft. Um, we're going to recap some of the picks that people made and what we liked, what we didn't. Without further ado, let's look at the draft. The first team we're going to look at is my team, Jenny Tells. And um, we give each team a letter grade, and then we're going to tell you why that's our grade. So I gave myself an A. Nice work. Well, since we're co-hosting this podcast, I also get an A. No one can argue with either of us, right? Right. We could argue with each other. We could. We should, in fact. In fact, why not I just tell you why I gave you the grade that I gave you since we're on your team? I actually have to admit I gave you an A. Well, Do then I, we're going to agree. It uh, wouldn't make until, sense until we get to my team, and then we'll disagree, probably. All right. What did you have as a grade for my team? For your team, I also had you as an A. Good. We should always host this podcast since we're the best. We should. Who's um, next? So... Just one thing I wanted to highlight for my team, I wanted to give my favorite pick, um, and it's actually my favorite pick is two picks, and that was my quarterbacks. Um, I got Deshaun Watson in the 10th round, which I thought was great, as he is most analysts uh, running back two, and he is the consensus running back, not running back two. He would be a great running back. Um, he would he be is, a high-scoring running he back. He is also the quarterback two. Um, and then the pick that I was regretting as I was looking back through these was my pick of Lamar Miller, and... Even before his injury, um, I was not happy with that pick. And I actually I had the honor to interview uh, Mr. Miller, and I have some audio from that interview if I can get it up here. Um, so I was talking to him about his injury, and when he answered his phone, all he said was, I've fallen, and I can't get up. So that was not my best pick. All right, let's get on to the next team, and that is a way better team. For all the old people out there, we really, really hope that you don't have that same situation, and you have your life alert if you do have that come up. Yeah. A way better team, obviously, is just a way better team. You like to go into that more, or is that just no, is that all there is to it? I didn't do any analysis for my own team because I thought all my picks were perfect. Okay, well, um, I actually have to say I thought most of your picks were perfect. The one I actually didn't like was your pick of Mike Williams. Um, I just thought that that was where you got him. It was just wrong to pick a wide receiver two for one of the offenses that is not one of the tops. Um, when you could have had somebody like you could have added to your running depth with somebody like Miles Sanders or James White, um, and you decided to go with him. But aside from that, I thought your draft was well an A. Um, all right, who do we have up next? We have Devontae's Inferno. So what's your letter grade for Caleb? I gave Caleb a B plus. All right, I gave him a B minus. So we're not too far away there. Um, was there? What were your reasons for the B plus? I liked a couple of things that he did, just in the the way he structured his draft. Like for instance, he didn't take a quarterback until the fourteenth round, and you know we're talking mainly about the the te- the players that we actually drafted, rather than the players that we kept. So. When we're talking draft, we're talking about mainly the, the players that were, were selected on draft day. 
Um, he didn't take a kicker until the 18th round, which I think is great. And he didn't take a defense until the 15th round. So he waited on all those different, you know, somewhat disposable positions, which I think was pretty wise. Yes, and he um, picked up Josh Jacobs in the sixth round, which was, I thought, a steal. And I specifically remember that pick from draft day because I was really hoping he would make it through to me. Um, the other thing that he did, he got his tight end super late, and he got a decent tight end in Vance McDonald. And my only criticism, well, not my only criticism, my main criticism of his draft was his first pick overall was Nick Chubb. Um, and although he was at a tough spot to pick, I think I would have taken um, a wide receiver there because you had some op- options that looking at his team now, I think he would have been much better off with one of the top end wide receivers or maybe a different running back. Yeah, his his running backs in Mixon and Chubb, or if not Chubb, maybe Josh Jacobs, they're okay, but they're not great. It's funny my uh, when I when I wrote up my show notes, it replaced Mixon with Nixon, and it just made me think that Mixon is not a crook. Okay, I don't know what that means. There was a president. His name was Nixon. Well, I know about him, but I didn't know what your funny voice meant. Anyway, um, yeah, the his team. It's kind of weird how it worked out because he has. Four running backs who are between like eight and fifteen, um, but he doesn't have one of the top end guys. So anyway, let's get to our next team. Hold um, on, let me just say one more thing about Caleb's team because I did notice that one of the things I looked at as making my decision on what grade to give was the do, do, does the team have a, a, a positional difference maker? And so really, uh, Devontae's Inferno does not have one of those. Maybe Devontae Adams, if he has the type of year that he could have if the if the Packers throw more. And yeah. uh, the other thing that I, I noticed about his team that I did not like, and which is why he got a B-plus rather than an A probably, is he drafted two tight ends. Uh, one of those was with his last-round pick, and it was Mark Andrews, which is, is a reasonable last-round pick. But having two tight ends in the draft just seems unnecessary to me. Yeah, agreed. Um, and it's... If he's gonna ha- if he likes that guy in the last round, then why waste the eleventh round pick when you could pick up another running back or um, wide receiver to add depth? Yeah, but overall, very good. Yes. Um, and another thing we need to add about him is he was very pleased with his undraft. I think he would probably give it an A. No, he would probably rank it higher, especially if he knew that we ranked our drafts as just A's. Right. Yeah. He would have had like. We should discuss I- that a little bit more later too. Okay. How, um, how excited he was about himself. Yes, he was. Um, next up is Muscles and Mascara. So I gave uh, Mom a B plus. How about you? I gave uh, Mom and Kevin a, a straight-up B. Okay, so was there something, because that's your lowest grade so far, what puts that team below the others to you? I was not excited about how they took a quarterback in the ninth round, and even when they did, who'd they take in the ninth round? Um, quarterback Baker Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield you know they took a, a guy coming off of his rookie season who is not one of the tried and true solid point scorers not in the top three for sure of where things are being projected right now I didn't like that they took a kicker in the 12th and a defense in the 10th and I was not excited about their balance running back versus wide receivers because if you notice I think they only had four running backs coming out of the draft and they loaded up with seven wide receivers, and I think wide receiver is just a much more replaceable position. Yeah, and I really like their team. I know they do have, like you were talking about, the positional difference makers. Um, Their top-end guys in David Johnson and Michael Thomas 
are a little bit more the consistent top end guys instead of being the super high end um, give you a week that just wins the week for you from that one player um, but I thought their consistency could be great and if they have one of these guys step up and be awesome um, they could have one of the best teams because they got Cooper Cup in the sixth round um, you know they already had their starting players in Devonta Freeman, Keenan Allen um, and their keepers Michael Thomas and David Johnson so that was kind of their pick of the draft to me um, someone who could be the number one wide receiver for the best offense in football yeah I like their wide receivers as well and I, you know, I, I put that in the pretty good category, it's, which is basically the same as the backs with David Johnson, Devonta Freeman. Those are both backs that could be pretty good. You know, David Johnson, who knows what the offense is going to be like, and so there's some questions there. Um, Devonta Freeman, if he can stay healthy, stay on the field, that offense looks like it's going to be pretty good. Agreed. And um, our next team up is Dalvin and the Chipmunks. So what's your letter grade for Dalvin and the Chipmunks? chipmunks is that your grade delvin simon theodore all right um your letter grade is well i'm gonna give it first of all i'll give it a b plus what's your grade of the name the grade of the name is quite high what is the highest that it could be a plus i think an a plus i'm gonna go a plus i love the name all right i'm going to i think i could give it a solid a because we have to leave a little space for my name which is better but aside from that it's as good as it could be basically your genitals are better yes than dalvin and the chipmunks um so, I had him as an A minus. I forget what your grade was now. I was B plus. A B plus. All right, I have him as an A minus. So we're very close on that. Um, the thing that I just I really liked his pick of Juju. Even though that was his first round pick, I just thought that where he was, um, that was a great guy to get. And my main issue with it was um, he took Nathan Peterman in the nineteenth round, and I just thought that was a terrible pick. You know, there are great defenses left in the nineteenth round, and. He wasted that pick on Peterman. Um, now you're just teasing him. Yes, I am. And the other thing I noticed about his team was he had a lot of guys who were very risky. Um, he ended up with his top two running backs, Dalvin Cooks and Sony or Dalvin Cook and Sony Michelle, were both guys who missed um, a bunch of games last year due to injury. So he could be in real trouble if either of those guys start faltering because after that his running backs are a little weak. Um, what are your thoughts on his team? I had a couple of things. First of all, I started giving him a really bad grade because I was looking at how many quarterbacks he had, and he has three quarterbacks, and then I realized that the last one was that Nathan Peterman choice, and he was just teasing. So that actually improved him from a bad grade to not just a good grade, but a really good grade, because that's a good joke. Uh, I I thought it was good that he waited to take a kicker until I think around the 15th. Um, Defense wasn't bad. He took that in the 13th, if I'm remembering correctly. And I liked his balance. He had... Uh, six wide receivers, I'm sorry, six running backs and seven wide receivers. And I also felt like his backs aren't great. You know, Dalvin yeah. Cook and Sony Michelle could be good, but they could be really, really lousy. And I felt like his wide receivers, he has Juju and also T.Y. Hilton, which, of course, he didn't know at the time. That turned out to be a, a real problem with Andrew Luck going down. Yeah. But I just I feel like those are really tough wide receivers to rely on as your your top two not Juju so much but T.Y. Hilton I think yeah and it's, it's kind of similar with his um, wide receivers after Juju because Juju's just a great pick but T.Y. Hilton who um, has struggled with his own injuries and now Andrew Luck is retiring um, and his next wide receiver up his wide receiver three is A.J. Green who is expected to miss the first couple games of the season so if 
all his players stay healthy, he definitely has one of the best teams, but there is a risk there. And then I went on to the positional difference maker because that's, for Danny's team, it's a really important part of the analysis because even though he, his wide receivers might seem a little weak, then you switch over and you look at his tight end, which is certainly going to be, the, if not the best, the second best, Probably the best tight end in the league. So he's got that as a, a real difference maker, and then you throw in the quarterback, where most of the times we don't think of quarterbacks as changing the position or changing the, the week-to-week scoring by much, but he has uh, Pat Mahomes there. And then if you multiply them by adding them on and having them throw, you know, Pat Holmes, Mahomes is throwing to Travis Kelsey, and he could be really tough to beat when the Chiefs have a good week. Yeah, and um, good luck to whoever gets to play him when the Chiefs have a good matchup, because that's just going to be scary. They could be combining for 60 points on the right week. It could be terrible. And um, I, I actually like that he has Mark Ingram as well. I thought that was a good follow-up to some of his other running back choices. Yeah, and a guy who... Rarely misses game unless it's because of suspensions because he's um, doing drugs. He's been drugs healthy. are bad. Drugs are bad, right? Uh, Public service announcement: drugs still bad. All right. Uh, on that brilliant analysis, let's move on to our next team, um, Barclays Bakery. So I have to say I was not kind to them in my um, grading. I gave them a C. I upgraded them all the way to a C plus. So why do you love their team? I don't. Okay. But I like Anthony. Anthony, you're really nice. Yes, Anthony, we like you. We like you more than we like your team, in fact. Quite a bit more. Um, So it's hard to hate this team because it starts out with Saquon Barkley, most people's top player in fantasy. Um, But recall, we're we're basing our grades on the draft. On the draft, right. Not the people that he could keep. So his team is better than his draft. Correct, I agree. But he had a couple problems. I felt like his early on picks, there was nothing wrong with them. They were just all right. Um, Leonard Fournette is a little questionable just because of his injury history. But I understand that you know you can't just totally leave someone out because of their injuries. Um, but I really liked his pick of Tyler Boyd in the 13th. I thought that was a very smart pick with the injury to A.J. Green. Um, what were your thoughts on his team? I've got a couple of things. Uh, he drafted a quarterback at the 12th round, which really wasn't that bad. Unfortunately, it just turned out to be Andrew Luck, which yeah. isn't going to help. Then, again, good. He waited for a kicker until the 16th round, but he took a defense um, you know, at the 14th, which I thought, again, was just a little bit early. Not terrible. His balance from wide receivers and running backs, he had four running backs and five wide receivers. So that's not so bad. Did you make that noise? That was my speaker. Okay. Um, everyone, hold your ears. Maybe. We're going to keep going. There we go. I how love rude that of it, noise. How rude of it to interrupt. Yeah, he was four running backs and five wide battery receivers. Battery half full. I felt like his wide receivers' batteries were about <laughs> half full. Yes. Yeah, helpful input from our guest host, the speaker. Anyway, his backs were, uh, you know, once you get past his first running back, it's pretty rough. Leonard Fournette could go down at any moment, or his team could just decide that yeah. him laughing on the sidelines is not good and not play him. So, you know, then you jump over to his wide receivers. The top one, again, really good, Tyreek Hill. But then you're, you're looking at Mike Evans, and <laughs> then you're left with the, the conversation of, does Jameis Winston decide to throw to a wide receiver this year? Right, or does he decide to throw to his team or the other team? Because that's also been a problem for him. Two real problems. Yeah. Um, and he also had troubles in his draft because if you look at the rounds that he had picks in, he doesn't have a sixth or seventh round pick. 
which with the keepers was actually a fourth or fifth round pick. So when you're, or I'm sorry, a third or fourth round pick. So losing out in your third and fourth round pick, it can kind of put you behind. So, um, and then Andrew Luck, things have just not gone well for him. But he's certainly got the stars that if he um, makes the right waiver moves and trades, he could have a good team this year. Yeah, from the positional standpoint of the, does he have anyone who makes a difference, maybe Tyreek Hill. That could be a big difference maker in Saquon, of course. But if Tyreek Hill regresses because Pat Mahomes doesn't throw as many touchdowns or you know, any of the number of different things with that offense could happen. And there's still risk for him, of course, with the suspension. And he's not a big guy. Injury is always a problem for him. That's what I was going to say also. I thought those are, those are two concerns. I was also not excited about uh, drafting two tight ends, both of which seem to have mediocre upside. Right. Um, all right. So our next team is Juju on that Steelers beat. I don't know that song. You're lucky. It's a stupid song. So what is your grade for that name? I went with, oh, the name? Yeah. Being that I don't know the song, but it is a song, I I think he could have left out Steelers because yes. we all kind of know that it's the Steelers that Juju plays for. And then probably it would have been better, but I still think it's a pretty good name. It is. At least it, it makes a reference. You know what he's talking about when that happens. If, um, if you're hip, unlike right. me. So for his draft, I gave him a B. As did I, exactly. All right. So, um, I mean, I thought he started out well with, uh, well, aside from Melvin Gordon, I thought he started out well. That was my main problem with his draft. His first round um, pick, he took Melvin Gordon, and I just thought that was... Risky. Yeah, it's too much risk uh, in your first pick overall because you only get one first pick. And to use one on a guy who might decide he doesn't want to play football this year doesn't seem like the best decision. At least he likes his helmet. Yeah, that's true. I guess if you're not going to play football, it's good to not play football for money instead of because you're weird and unhappy. Um, But after that, I liked his picks. He took Marlon Mack, which could be less because of the Andrew Luck injury, at least cap Marlon Mack's upside. Um, But he has good wide receivers in Stephon Diggs and um, Julio Jones. And I actually really liked his pick of Darius Geis, which at the time was a little questionable. But now that Geis is getting back into football shape, that could be great. I uh, was pretty happy with a lot of the stuff he did when I looked over it. You know, he didn't take a quarterback until the 11th round, which is pretty late. And when he did... It was Matt Ryan, which I think is a good pickup. Um, His kicker was in the 12th, which is a little early. His defense in the 14th, not so bad. That's okay. And his balance was good. Five running backs and six wide receivers. Just like you, I kind of noticed that after McCaffrey, if the Melvin Gordon pick doesn't work out, man, he's stuck with Marlon Mack. Right. But imagine if... Melvin Gordon comes back playing against McCaffrey. Oh yeah, he's going to be. Gordon. And the other thing that just the the Gordon pick didn't make sense was he could have had Juju there. And you look at this team with Juju, and I would say it's the best team in the league. But if Gordon works out, it's also going to be top two, top three, or maybe top one. Yeah, because look at his wide receivers. I mean, he's got Julio Jones and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, it's both pretty good. He's got a good positional difference maker with Zach Ertz who I think is still probably going to score a bunch of points compared to the other tight ends, even though he's maybe not going to get as much work with the Eagles looking a little bit better. Right, and he he take three – oh, no, he only has two defenses. Um, He did take the Colts defense, which was just a strange pick, as they're not really a team known for their um, defensive prowess, but to each his own. Um, Yeah, nor was I excited about him taking two kickers. That just seems odd. 
And then taking Russell Wilson only two rounds after taking Matt Ryan when he was a little light on running backs seems like a wasted pick to me. Right. Um, all right, our next team and last team is Got Six, Brady Does. What's that? Got Six, Brady Does. Oh. That's, um, I think it's a name, Got Six, Brady Does. It's a Russian guy. He was the president of a small Russian county. Ah, it's yeah. interestingly because my, uh, when I typed it in, it changed it to Gothic. Gothic. Gothic Brady does. Okay. Maybe Brady is Gothic. So his name does not get a high grade from me. No, but maybe there's some backstory to that that we don't know, so we shouldn't judge uh, judge the name. Maybe he's big on six packs. Brady's got Maybe. One. Does he? Two, six. Have you I been don't know. checking it out? Lots of packs. Is yes. that your home phone screen? Yes. F- phone home screen. Josh Gordon's and uh, Tom Brady's Tom six Brady's. pack. Yep. They're probably together just showing them off. Um, so I actually really liked his first pick of Todd Gurley. What's your overall grade for Oh, you? I'm sorry. My overall grade is a C. And I went C+. Plus. All right. So Max, I like you better than Quincy does. Yes. Um, he liked your team better than I do. No, you as a person. No, my your team. I like my team better than he likes you. Wait. I've lost. Uh, me too. Back to the um, football analysis. Right. So I really liked his first pick, which was Todd Gurley, because his team, his keepers, he has Julian Edelman and Derrick Henry, um, which are two guys who are going to get him a solid 15 points every week. But taking Todd Gurley, there is the risk of injury with Todd Gurley with his arthritic knee, um, but he could be the number one running back in football. So I thought that was a smart pick, knowing what he did about his team. You know, he had a tough year last year, came in and took over... Um, a team midway through after it had been left ownerless for a couple weeks. So that pick was great. Um, the pick I didn't like for him was Olsen in the sixth round. Um, picking a tight end in the sixth round, I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. Maybe he has some inside information on the um, Panthers, but that was the one that I didn't like. I had a couple of things. He took a quarterback in the 10th round, which really isn't so bad. But in the 10th round, he selected Jared Goff. That was when you have Tom Brady already. It seems to me like that was a, a perplexing choice. But he also took a kicker in the twelfth, which I wasn't excited about. A defense in the ninth, which I thought is way too early for a defense. Now that being the case, that being said, he did take the Bears, so they are tending to be the first defense taken, and you know, maybe it'll work out that he took them early and. Since I do consider positional difference maker and giving a grade, I increased his score because they, the Bears were, last year at least, a difference maker when it came to scoring from the defense position. I also felt like his running backs, Henry and Gurley, you've got the, the, two, the two punch, I guess, of inconsistency and possible injury, and I'd be real concerned if that was where I was sitting with my team. Yeah, I really liked one of his picks. Um, I liked it so much that I traded for his 14th round pick, which was Sammy Watkins. And I like him because he's a lizard person. We like lizards. Yeah, lizards are very good. But aside from lizards, you know what else is great? Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is my favorite pick of this draft. He was taken by Juju on that Steelers beat um, in the 8th round. And I just thought that was a great pick. Because not only did it add to an already good wide receiver core, but... In the eighth round, taking someone who has the um, physical ability and the upside to be a top ten wide receiver, just it seems like someone else should have done it beforehand. And I chose as my favorite pick 
actually it was really tricky because I, I wrote down three people as I went through the each round and looked for which one was really good out of each round and the three that I came up with were all from Caleb's team, which I didn't like at all, but it was true. I, I looked you didn't at, like his team, or you didn't like that they were from his I team? I didn't like that they were from his team. It gave okay. him way too much credit because he was already excited about himself anyway. Dak Prescott, he took in the 14th, which was a close second. And Daryl Henderson, which he took in the 16th, which is really wise, backing up uh, Todd Gurley, even if he's not what the team considers the backup now. I think he has the most likelihood of taking over should Gurley really go down. So neither of those were my, my favorite pick. It really turned out to be he took Miles Sanders on the Eagles in the 10th, which I thought was a really interesting pick because it's likely he's going to be the workhorse back there and on a good offense where they're going to score a bunch of points. If he gets the goal line work as well as some passing work, he could be a very valuable 10th round player. Agreed. Um, so now let's just give our worst pick. So what was your least favorite pick? Which one did you hear it and you just go... Oh, why'd they do that? Did you take your favorite pick from uh, Juju on the Steelers beat? I did, And yes. Yeah, so I'm going to take my least favorite pick from that. And you talked about it already. I thought Melvin Gorbin. Melvin Gorbin. Who is He's that? He's new guy. Yeah. He's Josh's brother. Melvin Gorbin. I like him. He's nice. Melvin Gordon at the fourth round when that was very, very early in the draft. In fact, basically our first round. I just think that was too risky when there were such other good options available. And so that would be my worst pick of the draft. Yeah, and my least favorite pick was A.J. Green. Um, and that was Dalvin and the Chipmunks. It was their seventh-round pick. And I just can't see how you're sitting at your draft, looking at your team, seeing the risk. And in the seventh round, you're taking a guy who might not play this year. Because um, you've already got, as we talked about, the two injury-prone running backs and um, a wide receiver with a quarterback who is known to be having some issues. Um, so even though he could be, A.J. Green that is, he could be good for a team that had a lot of safety, he just, it didn't make sense um, when it happened. So I would suggest a trade to Muscles and Mascara, who was slightly lacking in the upside and the flair um, of A.J. Green. Yeah, who throws him the ball? Uh, Andy Dalton? Is it still Andy Dalton? Yeah, it is. His hair's fiery, though. I don't know why. Just like his play. Why would anyone pick a wide receiver who gets thrown the ball by Andy Dalton? I'm just against that morally. Right. Well, he doesn't even get the ball thrown to him because unless Andy Dalton's thrown to the sideline, which he does sometimes. Speaking of throwing, okay, let's let's throw up a a McHale Mary and talk about the worst pick by a McHale just because that's fun. I picked two. Now, Quincy just took one of them, which was A.J. Green, which I think was a terrible pick that Danny McHale made, but also one to really let your mind chew on, because that's what minds do. They chew on stuff. Is nom, nom, nom. That was my mind. Quincy's mind was just chewing on something. Kenyon Drake, muscles and mascara in the seventh round. Kenyon Drake is probably not going to be the starting back for uh, Miami, nor is he someone who got a lot of work last year. From what everybody says, he's a very good running back. For whatever reason, though, the team is not excited about putting him on the field and putting that brown ball in his hand. Without the ball, he probably will not score many points. That's hard to do. Unless you have the ball, you can't really help your team. Or not in a way that is um, one that accrues fantasy points. All right, since we got through that, let's finish up. And I would like to address some fart sniffing. 
Can you explain what fart sniffing is metaphorically, so not in reality? Fart sniffing, in reality, we all know what that is. But metaphorically, a fart sniffer is a person who likes themselves so much that they would enjoy sniffing their own farts. Okay, so I, uh, I'm i going to give this, I guess, nomenclature to Caleb. Caleb, who I've renamed Kaleeb Talib, after Akeem Talib, the defensive... Akeem. A- Akeem, Who is it? Akib Talib. Akib Talib, which rhymes better than Akeem Talib. He's a defensive player for who? Uh, I think the Denver Broncos last I checked. Okay, so I just happened to notice that his name kind of sounded like Kalib, and I wanted Caleb to be Kalib. So, Kalib Talib. He's also DJ Caleb. During the draft, made many comments on the draft chat about how awesome his picks were. Yeah, so a lot of the people, they would see a good pick, they would go... Oh, that was a great pick. But uh, what Akib Talib would do, or Kalib Talib, Kalib Talib, it's hard to say, um, is he would make a pick and then he would write into the chat, "Wow, what a great pick! That has to be the best pick of the draft." Let's remember he took Vance McDonald in the eleventh. He took James White in the eighth. There's something to celebrate. James White, the um, possibly third string running back for the Patriots, and then he picked up the Bills' defense. Let's see how that works out. The Bills. I don't. Are the Bills good? I actually don't know. You know, they aren't. An interesting, it was rhetorical. An interesting caveat to this podcast. Neither of us watch any football. That's true. I watch highlights, so I know who does good stuff sometimes. So take what we say with a block of salt. Yes, a whole block, not just a grain. No, like Charlie Brown's head.